Chiefs and your home for Royals baseball. 610 Sports Radio. KCSB Kansas City. WDAF HD2 Liberty. Always live on the free Odyssey app. It's Sunday, so it's time for your Wolf Parlays, baby. It's time for that Wolf Parlay. Send out the howl. I give you an hour every single time. I give you a little bit of time to jump on this parlay with me. You got a 50% boost on DraftKings. Today, our parlay is a four-legger. If you do it, you get a 50% boost. Cincinnati minus five. Jamar Chase is playing over Houston. It's at Cincinnati. Joe Burrow wore his dad's jersey. Reason enough for me to think they can win by a touchdown. Baltimore Ravens minus six and a half. They play Cleveland at home. Cleveland's missing three of their starting offensive linemen. That defense is the number one defense in the league, and they lead the league in sacks. They should get at least three today. Deshaun Watson's going to be running all over the place. Tampa Bay money line against Tennessee. I don't trust Will Levis. And Pittsburgh Steelers money line against Green Bay. That, again, is a four-leg parlay. Cincinnati minus five and a half. Baltimore minus six and a half. Tampa Bay money line. Pittsburgh money line with a 50% boost. That makes it a plus 13.17. So one, three, one, seven. Ten bucks will win you 141 if you want to get on the werewolf parlay on a Sunday. If you want to make a little coin, you want to make a little coin. We talked about this uh, on the drive this week. For those of you that were with us, thank you very much. Uh, Carrington Harrison will be back. Um, And uh, for those of you that wanted to know, breaking news out of college football, Jimbo Fisher has been fired as A&M's head coach. Sources have told um, several people. Pete Thamel as well, college football senior writer for ESPN. He is the one that reported it. Jimbo Fisher fired. He got $76 million to get fired. What a life. I'll never make $76 million in my life. Did they say who's replacing him? Not yet. Not yet. But I can tell you this much. I'd do anything to get fired for $70 million. Be interesting to see who gets hired next at AM. By the way, the worst football game in the world is being played right now in Germany. 10 to 6, Indianapolis over New England. A lot of reports were saying that uh, Bill Belichick possibly could be uh, parting ways with New England at the end of the season and that this game would be the indicator of all. Mac Jones is just terrible. Mac Jones is probably one of the worst quarterbacks I've seen in the NFL. Part of the problem is, too, is that You have a bad quarterback, but also a head coach that just doesn't seem to want to adjust. Yeah. So you're running an offense that worked in 2006. Oh, my gosh. Did he catch that? Well, you're trying. The thing is, and and I think I can can bring this kind of to a relatable thing. The way I compared it is there was a song – by Nelly Furtado called good things come to an end. Why do all good things come to an end? Right. And one of the things that we've seen in the past is that tenures in the NFL tend to run out, right? They gave up on Tony Dungy in Tampa Bay, built that defense himself, The minute they get rid of him, they go to the Super Bowl and win, right? John Gruden takes over, faces his old team, Tampa Bay wins. New England, Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, it was great. It was fantastic. And then Tom Brady leaves New England, 
goes to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and they win a Super Bowl. And everybody says, okay, we're going to find out how much of it was Bill, how much of it was Tom. And now we're starting to see the frustrations come to fruition when it comes to the New England staff and the New England ownership. And it's one of those things where I don't think Bill Belichick will be fired. I don't think that Bob Kraft is going to be like, get out of here, you're done. I think there's more respect than that. But I think it's one of those things where they get back to the office, they get back in the United States on the weekend or the weekday, and they sit down and they say, all right, here's the deal. It ain't working out. We're going to take this franchise in a different direction. I appreciate everything you did. I appreciate everything you've done. You've made New England one of the best teams of a decade. But it's time that we end it. My question is, where does Bill Belichick go? I mean, you always figure three NFL coaches a year-ish end up getting fired. Yeah. Uh, I know that there. I think there's a pretty good chance that the commanders blow everything up. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe you just, maybe they promote Eric Bieniemy internally. Um, I, I don't know why you would straight up fire Bill Belichick. I think you should look to trade him, to be honest. And that's what a lot of people think they're going to do. Because someone will offer you something. Mm-hmm. And Washington doesn't make sense to me. And I know there's a lot of people out there that are like, oh, yeah, he's going to go to Washington. Why would he go to Washington? He'll have the same situation he'll have in New England. He yeah. doesn't have a quarterback. To me, the teams to keep an eye on for Bill Belichick, at least in my opinion, there are three teams to keep an eye on. Chargers, Raiders, Bears. I think the Chargers, and I would be, I'm going to be so upset. Why? I just, I don't want to deal with that. Now, I don't think that Bill Belichick can come in and, like, quote-unquote, fix mm-hmm. the Chargers. I still think that they're going to be bad. But, you know, Brandon Staley's been good to the Chiefs. It's like I was upset when John Elway left the Broncos. You know, I wanted him to to stay as their general manager because he was really bad at his job. Right. That's why I was excited when McDaniels got hired to be the head coach because you know that he's not a good head coach. Yeah, I mean, and that's kind of like a Fesco take is he was like, well, as long as Brandon Staley's here, the Chargers are going to suck. Thing is, Bill Belichick, at least when it comes to me and my thought process, is that if it's not working in New England, and the reason why it's not working in New England is because he doesn't have an offense and he doesn't have a quarterback. Because, I mean, look, they've only given up 10 points today, but they've only scored six. There's two minutes left in this game. Indianapolis has the ball, and it's fourth and two. Mac Jones, it ain't that guy. Never going to be that guy. We all know that. And the thing that's interesting when it comes to this sort of matchup or this sort of story with Bill Belichick is if you go to Vegas, right, you're going to have a chance to draft a quarterback. The quarterback draft class this year is deep. Vegas probably isn't going to be a good team with with the end of the season. You could move up in the draft and get a guy. And then Bill Belichick would be like, all right, we've got our quarterback. We've got a decent amount of, of, of people on offense, and I know I can take this defense to another level. And it's no secret, the New England defense, or the Vegas defense is decent enough. The other one that makes sense is the Chargers, and why that makes sense is that there are enough talented players on that defense with the right head coach, they could revamp that defense. And you have a quarterback. You have Justin Herbert. And if you had a coach in there that actually knew what he was doing, he could take the Chargers maybe to that next level, maybe not. 
the Bears make sense because the Bears might have the first overall pick, which means Belichick, and you know they're going to fire their head coach. Like, the Bears are going to clean house. And Belichick to the Bears makes sense because, again, they get the first overall pick. They have another top five pick, and he can really kind of develop what he wants because one thing we can all agree upon, Quinn, I think you could too, Bill Belichick ain't done coaching. No. Because there's one thing Bill Belichick wants before he's done, and that's the most wins of any coach, and he's dang close to getting there, and we know that that's what he's chasing. I think anybody who's that close wanna keep, would want to keep chasing it. Right. Honestly, you know what's a bigger question than just where he goes? Mm. It's is he going to be the GM? Because at this point, it doesn't matter where he goes. If he's going to continue to be the general manager and draft players, then that team is going to get destroyed anyway. Unless he's going to the Eagles, you know, or San Francisco, where they're already super superstar bedded teams. It doesn't matter where he's going to go coach because he's going to ruin that team within the next couple of years. Every year, there's like 33% of an NFL roster gets changed every year. So within a couple of years, he's going to ruin that team and it won't matter. So to me, what matters more is, is he going to be the general manager for that organization or is the decision going to be made? Hey, Bill, you can come in here. You can be my head coach. You've been a fantastic coach at New England. However, you can't be the general manager here. We've got somebody else to do that. Focus on head coach. And Andy Reid deserves a ton of credit for when he came to Kansas City and he gave up the, he you know, he gave that up. He said, hey, you know, I just want to be the head coach. Obviously, somebody else needs to be the GM because towards the end of my time in Philadelphia, I struggled with it. So Bill Belichick needs to be able to do the same thing. 11-11, make a wish. You bring up Andy Reid because that situation is is similar, right? That situation is similar to what happened in Philadelphia. Andy Reid went to four consecutive NFC title games, went to a Super Bowl, never won one. But we know Andy Reid's tenure in Philadelphia was electric, 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 electric. And then by the end of it, it was bad. It was ugly. And yes, he was, you know, all the ranks that he had. And then he went to Kansas City and made something of it. What'd he do? He went and got a quarterback, revamped the offense, implicated his sort of system. And then when he got the chance to draft a quarterback, they nailed it. They got it right. He put Brett Veach in charge. He put supporting casts around him. Eventually, he got rid of Bob Sutton, brought in Spagnola, and the rest has been, you know, perfectly fine. So, yes, Bill Belichick in New England, who now Bailey Zappi's in here for the final two-minute drive to see if he can get them down the field to win this game, which I don't think he will be able to, but we'll see. Mac Jones out, Bailey Zappi in, Bill Belichick on the verge of exiting from New England at the end of the year's reports have come out of that. Why would Vegas want another New England product? Even if it's Belichick, I wouldn't forget about Dallas. Dallas is one. Dallas is one I thought about because obviously you know that Jerry Jones has a quick trigger, right? And you know Mike McCarthy will somehow screw it up. Dallas is one. The Saints are another team no, where if, Saints if they don't, firing their no, coach. if they don't, they're not firing do their coach. They just hired their coach, and they're they're going to win that division. I don't know if they're going to win that division. Who's winning that division? Uh, I still think that Tampa Bay. Atlanta? I Man, I really wish, going back to our conversation early today, I wish Atlanta could win that division, but you know that head coach is going to screw it up. Yeah, old boys and a disaster head coach. Vegas also makes sense because isn't Tom Brady part owner? Yeah, he is. Mm. 
Coming up on the other side, I don't understand why we don't give certain people their awards for what they deserve. Yes, I'm talking about Coach of the Year once again because Quentin and I both have some takes on why it shouldn't be this person and why other people should get notoriety when it comes to how we grade everything else. You're listening to After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. This Saturday and Sunday, only at Old Navy, get $12 flannels for the family. Grab your fall flannels for only $12. But hurry, it's only this Saturday and Sunday at Old Navy. Valid 11, 11, and 12. Select styles only. Looking to make a difference? Volunteer for your local fire department. Join a family that will serve with you, always have your back, and train you to be the best version of yourself. Visit makemeafirefighter.org. Banger of a song. I mean, you just can't hate it. Did you see the video of... Lovers to friends. I love this song. Uh, did you see the video they had of Kelsey and her dad when she changed the lyrics? No. If you missed it, I retweeted it. Okay. He go Kelsey's shocked. Like, he had no idea what was happening. And then the thing's even better is her dad gives, like, the bro shove as he's shocked, too. Sign me up for all of it. I'm here for it, man. I love it. I like watching people that genuinely love each other in the moment. She changed the damn lyrics. Nobody knew it was coming. She said the guy on the Chiefs and the whole crowd knew who she was talking about. Argentina. Bailey Zappi came in for the final drive as they bench Mac Jones. The Colts win 10-6, to New England. Woof. Oof. Got to think the end is near for Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots franchise. That'll be the story that you hear on Monday that sources have told me. Like I can already hear James Palmer, Ian Rappaport, and Adam Schefter's voice in my head. I can just hear it. Sources have said in New England at the end of the year they will move on from Bill Belichick and go forward with something new and try to revamp this franchise. I know you can hear it. Please bring back Josh McDaniels. Oh, that's not happening. That would be so funny. He'll never coach in football again. Not even as a coordinator. Just because of everything that is now out, right? Like I saw a report that he got rid of um, Peyton Hillis because, now this is rumors, so allegedly he traded away Peyton Hillis because his wife had a wandering eye and thought he was attractive. And then on Halloween, Josh McDaniel brought his kids in from trick-or-treating to let them know, hey, guys, dad was fired today. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's how he found out. They were out trick-or-treating. His phone went off, and it was like, hey, it's Mark. I uh, just got my hair cut and uh, picked up a new white suit. By the way, we're going to call it. It's over. We're firing you. He did that over the phone? Oh, Didn't yeah. even, like, bring him into the office? Mm-mm. On Halloween. I knew it was on Halloween, but I didn't know that's how. I mean, it makes sense. You know, you're taking your kids out or whatever. But yeah. doing it over the phone. Oh, no, the kids were out on their own. He had to be like, hey, kids, come back real quick. Dad's got to tell you something. I got fired today. Why would you do that? Just let Josh him trick McDaniels. or treat. Well, it's Josh McDaniels, man. Why does he do anything? Why did he draft Tim Tebow? 
Why did he put his career on the line with Jimmy Garoppolo? Well, I the Jimmy Garoppolo one's interesting because reportedly nobody wanted Jimmy Garoppolo uh, except him. Uh-huh. And he handcuffed his career to him. Yeah. Drafted Tim Tebow in the first round. Wild. Just absolutely wild. Never understood it. Never will. Um, speaking of coaches, I think it's interesting because we look at the the NFL slate. Indianapolis beats New England 10-6. to six. Uh, Third game this uh, season where there were zero points scored on offense for the New England Patriots. Now, they had field goals, but they didn't have any touchdowns. Third time this year. Um, Mac Jones goes 10, goes 15 for 20 for 170 yards and interception. Bailey Zappi throws an interception to end the game, uh, for new England, lots of chaos looming large, but it makes you wonder, right? Bill Belichick, I believe has won coach of the year three times. Andy Reid has won it once. Mike Tomlin has won it once. John Harbaugh has won it once. And the thing that I don't understand is that there's a chance that Mike Tomlin could win it this year. Pittsburgh Steelers are five and three, I believe. They play Green Bay today. They could go to six and three. They should go to six and three. I think they handle business against Green Bay at home. And the thing that's interesting is that the Pittsburgh Steelers, since 1933, since they started keeping track of stats, rushing and passing, the Pittsburgh Steelers are the first team in eight weeks to be outrushed and outpassed and still have a winning record. Mike Tomlin knows what he's doing. But for some reason, again, I don't know. Maybe you can help me out, text line, 913-586-7610. Jay Southland, Toe Service, text line. For some reason, Dan Campbell's getting the head coach of the year award. At least right now, it might already be over and done with. And I don't understand it, and maybe somebody can help me out with this logic. When we give Coach of the Year award, they give it to somebody who did something that was unexpected or the hottest name that, you know, maybe turned something around. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Who was projected to win the NFC North this year? Was it the Bears? Was it the Packers? Was it the Vikings? No. It was the Detroit Lions. They were the favorite to win the NFC North. Who's winning the NFC North? The Detroit Lions, right? That is an expectation that they were supposed to do. And when you hear the argument as to why Andy Reid, and this isn't an Andy Reid topic, but when you hear the argument as to why Andy Reid doesn't win Coach of the Year, he's only won it once. Never won it with the Chiefs. Never will. Because of logic that doesn't make sense. And Andy Reid has never won Coach of the Year more than once. But Dan Campbell's going to get it because he's got the Lions. And if that's the case, then just come out and say it. Be like, the reason Dan Campbell's winning the coach of the year is because the Lions have been terrible for 30 years, and he's got him back in a winning way, and we just want to give it to him. Okay. But that doesn't make sense to the logic as to why other guys don't win it. And when you look at the, the, the reasoning... Dan Campbell's doing exactly what the Lions are supposed to do, which means he's not doing anything out of the ordinary, right? We're supposed to win the North. They're winning the North. They're going to win the North. 
Mike Tomlin literally has not had a game where his team has been the most rushing team or passing team against his opponent, and yet he's still 5-3. and three. Andy Reid has an offense that lost its number one wide receiver, but, oh, he's supposed to be good. He's supposed to win 14 games a year. He really, really needs to. That's why Andy Reid doesn't get it. He's supposed to win 14 games every year, so we're not going to give it to him. Okay. Okay. Well, without Tyreek Hill, he brought in Juju Smith-Schuster. How's Juju Smith-Schuster been since he's left Kansas City? He played today in New England. Or for New England and Germany, didn't do anything. And somebody from the text like, Dan Campbell turned around an awful franchise. Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season. Steelers' floor was higher than the Lions' floor. Then if that's the case, Mike Tomlin wasn't supposed to have this this year. There's no way everyone was like, oh, yeah, with Kenny Pickett and the Steelers, they could win that division. Cincinnati, Baltimore were the two top dog favorites in that division. You cannot lie about it. And Mike Tomlin has that team fighting for a chance to win the AFC North. Guys in Minnesota, that coach, turned that franchise around after they kind of were buckled down, lost his starting quarterback. Now they're playing, you know, damn good football. Darn good football. Sorry, it's a Sunday show. I apologize, Lord. Please forgive me. You look at guys in New Orleans, right? You went and got Derek Carr. You're in a bad division, but you're winning that division by a game, and you have a winning record. But let's give it to Dan Campbell because we decided before the year that Dan Campbell's going to get it. And the minute that Detroit beat the Kansas City Chiefs in week one, it was over. It's kind of like DeMar Hamlin. And this is a sensitive subject, right? DeMar Hamlin has already won comeback player of the year. He's yet to even record a statistic this year. Why does he get it over to us? Because it's a story that was already made that they want to give the award to already. DeMar Hamlin, yeah, he's been on the field. Yeah, he came back and played football. Had the incident last year on the field. I get it. So did Tua. I watched Tua's fingers go crooked and lay there helpless. But the fact that you can't give Mike Tomlin any love, the fact that you can't give John Harbaugh, a guy who's revamped that franchise after last year when they were, oh, I don't know what Lamar Jackson's going to do. I don't know what's going to happen here. And I didn't say that Dennis Allen deserved it, but there's no conversation for it. It's just Dan Campbell, Dan Campbell, Dan Campbell, Dan Campbell. Then get it over with and give him the award. Finish it off. Just say, hey, here you go. It's over. Take it. We don't even want to do it anymore. But the fact that you don't even put Andy Reid's name into the discussion right? Andy Reid is minus 5,000 to win coach of the year. Minus 5,000 with what receiver? You want to hear just how bad the Pittsburgh Steelers offense has been? I know how bad it is. They are, they are a worse offense in terms of net point differential than the Jets, than the Tennessee Titans, the Colts. They are one touchdown better than the Raiders. Like, this is a team that, despite the fact they so are... So why are they good? They are... Mike Tomlin is a defensive-minded head coach. Mm-hmm. Their defense has been has been very good. It they actually are, hasn't been. You can go look at their defensive stats. They're like in the lower tiers of the league. They're 2-0 and in the division, which puts them in second place in the most difficult division. It's not even like... Like, that's, that's a fact. Like, we can't even... So they're winning because of why? 
all four of these because they're coached. Thank it's, you. It's a hundred percent because of the coach. Yes. There is the Pittsburgh Steelers this year are the staple of why you can look back and say the reason a head coach matters is because of the 2023, 2024 Pittsburgh Steelers. That's why that is why this team is competitive at all. Their offense stinks. Kenny Pickett stinks their defense, which, you know, has a Watt brother and has some guys that you could see. Oh, I guess I could see why they could be good, have underperformed. And yet they are in second place in the most difficult division in football. Mike Tomlin is the coach of the year. And honestly, it shouldn't be close. Right. And the thing is, 31st offensively in total yards, 24th in passing yards, 24th in rushing, 29th in points. Defensively, they give up the second most yards per game. They're 30th in total yards given up. Passing yards, they give up 244. That's 25th. Rushing yards, they give up 133. That's 29th. Points, they're 13th with 20.4. 40% allowed first downs on third down convergence, 19th. They're not a good team. They're just a darn good coach team, and Mike Tomlin should be coach of the year. But they won't give it to him because old Dan Campbell won it before the year even started. Steelers are fourth quarter voodoo merchants. Depending on how the Vikings finish, KOC could be coach of the year. Again, another guy that I brought up, Minnesota. They were 1-4 with Justin Jefferson. They're 4-0 without him. How'd that happen? Coaching. They lost Kirk Cousins, coaching. Josh Dobbs, coaching. Trust in your backup that you went and signed from Arizona, coaching. But Dan Campbell, the Detroit Lions, because again, it's not me poo-pooing on Dan Campbell. I'm just confused by the logic. Because if you don't get coach of the year because you did exactly what you were supposed to do, then why does Dan Campbell get it when the Lions were supposed to win the North, when the Lions were supposed to be a playoff team? when the Lions were already proven that they had turned that franchise around last year. But he's going to get it this year. Mike Tomlin, nobody talked about the Pittsburgh Steelers. They were my sleeper to make the playoffs this year. I had the Buffalo Bills missing and Pittsburgh going in for a bold hot take to start the season off. It looks good right now. Just that award needs to go away. Just or it just it needs it. to stop being a narrative-based thing, and that's, yeah. that's what it is. And I just think that because the offense is so bad that – People want to avoid talking about the Steelers. And somebody says on the comeback player of the year, it's no different than when Alex Smith came back and everybody knew he was going to win player of the year, having his leg ripped off the year before. But at least he played and made made plays. Like, he got on the field and was a quarterback. DeMar yeah. Hamlin doesn't have a statistical stat in any category. And look, I'm not mad at DeMar Hamlin. The situation last year was super scary. But Tua Tagovailoa is a top three quarterback this year, and he missed half a year last year, and he was also darn near lying dead on a field, concussed But it's like, well, it doesn't matter. We've already made our decision. Coach of the year, comeback player of the year, already there. At least Alex Smith, when he came back from the knee injury, when no one thought he might even walk slash live, at least he threw a football for a yard. At least he got on the field and made a statistic. Had a stat. If you look at the Steelers schedule for the rest of the year, you could, based on the way they're playing now, based on the the record and the teams they've beat heading up to this point, you could see them getting five or six more wins, which would make them a 10 or 11 win team heading Mm -hmm. into the final week. Mike Tomlin wins 10 games with Kenny Pickett, and you have one of the worst defenses and worst offenses in the league. Sign it up. Sign it up. 
We'll get into the NFL slate on the other side. That's Quentin. I'm Dusty Likens. I'll cool down and take a drink when we get back on After Hours and 610. Back here on After Hours, Dusty Likens, Quentin with you as well. Number one trending thing on Twitter right now is Fire Bill. Then it's Mac Jones. And then it's hashtag Swifties. On an NFL Sunday in week 10. No Chiefs game. They play Monday night against the Philadelphia Eagles in a week. We'll have all your action ready to go for you here in Kansas City. Make sure you stay tuned in to 610 Sports Radio Monday at 730. Derek Johnson on Fesco in the morning. Andy Reid will have his Monday press conference at noon. You'll hear that on Cody and Gold. Patrick Mahomes, probably not this week since it's a bye week. Normally, Jones Carrington, Harrison, and Rob Britton at 310. And Mitch Holtis at 4 o'clock. I'm sure he'll be back and ready to go for action there. Uh, you look at Tuesday, 730. Dane and Hughes on with the guys from Festival in the Morning. Pete Sweeney on at 825 with the same crew. Nate Taylor at 1 o'clock. Aaron Ladd at 230 from 41 uh, KSHB 41 News. Uh, he's on with Carrington. Is there a game today, Quentin, that you got your eye on? Because it's not the heaviest of battles, but there's a lot of division battles today. There's Cleveland, Baltimore. There's, um, I guess, they're Dallas and New York. Minnesota and New Orleans. That's not a divisional balance, south and north, but not a lot of the, But there's there's games that could teeter the way the ASC could go. The one I'm really interested in at noon is Houston and Cincinnati. Yeah. That's my game today. That and then the other one that's my all juice game that we did in the fantasy football segment, Niners and Jags. I was looking at the, I know it's not a division game, but right. Chargers-Lions. Uh, okay. That's the one that I think is going to be the most interesting. You've got two defenses. Well, the, the Lions defense is good, but you've got the Lions who, you know, have been one of the better teams in the NFC, and you've got the Chargers who, no matter what game it is, it seems like that mm-hmm. offense could be on fire or it could fall asleep. So I'm always interested in seeing what the Chargers are going to do. Yeah. So what if uh, – Did we talk Cleveland-Baltimore? Not yet. Cleveland-Baltimore is another game. That is a divisional game. That could – like you know, we were just talking about, every team in the AFC North has a chance to make the playoffs. Three of those teams are 5-3 and three right now. Baltimore is the one that separated itself. And that Cleveland defense, can it continue to be one of the better ones in the NFL? Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is Baltimore leads the league in sacks with 34. Chiefs are second with 31. Three offensive linemen out for the Cleveland Browns today. It's intriguing, and but you always gotta you always gotta be hesitant about a divisional game, no matter who who's who. Yeah, Baltimore's favored by six and a half in that game today. I think they cover. I think they win by a touchdown. Probably, but once again, you never know. That's true. Division games are tricky. Uh, I just saw this scrolling through the uh, Twitter world. Statistically, you're more likely to die in a vending machine accident than win the Powerball. That's insane. I didn't know that was an actual thing. Don't tip a vending machine. You ever gotten uh, something stuck in the vending machine? Had to do the the rock of it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Are there still vending? There's still vending machines, right? Yeah. Or is everything like company kitchen or whatever that is in the break room here? Yeah, there's still vending machines. I, now, now the thing is, is that they're moving to like card only, which is how it should have been. Like, why did we? Because you know how many times you put your quarter in the machine, it would just go right back down. You have to like put your finger in yeah, that little hole the, and then have to go put it back, and it goes. It's just weird. Yeah, 
Because how many people, you know. When I was a kid uh, and we would go to uh, William Jewell to go into the, the maybe the, like mm-hmm. the rec center, they had a vending machine there and they had those shockers, which is like, I don't even know if they make them anymore, but they're like little circle candies mm-hmm. that are supposed to be super sour. Mm-hmm. And my brother and I, we would just get them. And if you like licked them first and let the outside coating melt a little bit, mm-hmm. then put them in your mouth, it would be at super sour. Mm. So my brother and I would just, we would go buy like two, two bags of them because, you know, back then yeah. they were like 75 cents. Right. Yeah. I remember always getting Mambas in the vending machine. Uber chewy. Mm-hmm. And you got your money's worth. You got like four blocks of different flavors, and you got like four individual ones inside of them. And then I remember we had in high school, we had Sprite Remix, and for some reason they were 50 cents. I don't even know what Sprite Remix is. I don't think they do it anymore. It was like a like a berry-tasting Sprite. Like a, It's just like a... It was a remix on Sprite. Like a crystal Pepsi type deal where they did it for a little bit and then they were mm-hmm. done with it. Yep. And then we had Surge when I was in elementary school. And it made all the kids like cracked out and they pulled it from the school. <laughs> I don't even know if they make Surge anymore at all. If they do, you shouldn't drink it. It's not good. Um, but yeah, vending machines. Niners at Jags is the most intriguing game today. I think so. Someone's got to give in that game. Jacksonville's won six straight, and um, Sam Franz lost three in a row, and they're coming up the bye, and they got Debo Samuel back. Someone says, what's your ad on Twitter, Dusty? At Dusty Likens, L-I-K-I-N-S. I like the the 49ers game is intriguing to me because mm-hmm. I was never in on Brock Purdy, and so when people were you know flaunting around the MVPs to, to go to Brock Purdy, mm-hmm. I was like, he's not even the best player on his team. You know, it's Christian McCaffrey. And so I don't Debo, even know how. Yeah. yeah, I don't even know how you can be the best player in the NFL if you're not even the best player on your on your team. And I was like, I don't care. I'm not a quarterback's win guy. Mm-hmm. And you just look at how he plays. And it's like, of course, you're going to look this good because look at the team around him. And so having him lose those few games really showed that his success has been kind of fraudulent. Mm hmm. So you look at the games today in your noon slot, your big games, you have Houston at Cincinnati, Niners at Jags. Those are two good games. I think that Saints-Vikings game is going to be good. Um, And then the 3 o'clock window, it's kind of bleak. Detroit at the Chargers, that seems like a pretty solid game to watch. But outside of that, you get Falcons-Cardinals, Commanders-Seahawks, Giants-Cowboys, and then you get a doozy tonight, Jets at Vegas. So not the biggest... Sunday slate, but next week obviously is electric. Thursday night is Baltimore, Cincinnati. I think Monday night is Philadelphia and Kansas City. So, surge was the jam from 816. Man, I think I had like two surges and I didn't like that my heart was in my neck. It's like when Four Locos first came out, everyone's like, don't drink it. It's the Antichrist. Don't do it. You ever heard of a Nine Loco? No. Uh, I, I knew somebody they would drink a Four Loco, but they would put a five-hour energy in it oh my god yeah i know dude my my friend this was it's kind of gross but the last day at the house that we rented out at college right we would we were able to go to the roof because there was a staircase to get into the top level and Mm -hmm. you just hop the banister and you're on the roof Mm -hmm. and we would go up there and drink beer Mm -hmm. and my friend on the last day drank a four loco and immediately it upset his stomach and so it came so he threw it back up and it got on the roof inside of the good inside the the rain and uh onto the asphalt and the next day we moved out 
Yeah, they told us in college, like, yeah, these four locos, man, you'll black out. It's not good. It was like, I think the original batch was like the equivalent of six cups of coffee and like five beers. Oh, my God. That, then they changed the recipe. But, you know, in Warrensburg, that town's so small, they weren't getting their shipments in like everybody else was. So they still had it on the shelves. So me and a couple buddies were like, all right, let's go get one. We'll drink them, you know, whatever. We had two. I don't remember that night. <laughs> I'm dead serious. I don't remember that night. And I can handle my own. Uh, that's Quentin. I'm Dusty Likens. We get to wrap up this show on the other side of After Hours. Uh, 913-586-7610. Niners, Jags, most intriguing. What are you watching today or what are you betting on today? I'll give you my parlay and I'll answer any fantasy questions you have. And then until then, we'll talk a little Philadelphia, Kansas City on the other side. Listen to After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. Final segment here on After Hours on a Sunday. We'll be back on Tuesday night. Monday, K-State plays, so there is uh, no show, unfortunately. I'm sorry for those of you that are uh, wanting to see that, but yeah. Monday, K-State plays at 7 o'clock at home against South Dakota State. Pre-game starts at 6, so your boy has the day off. I'm kind of wondering, you know, what people are doing with their bye week. Quentin, are you doing anything out of the ordinary since the Chiefs don't play and you don't have to be here, pay attention really to any football that's local? Uh, well, you know, I had my Lawrence adventure and then yesterday I hung out with some friends and family, but so today I'll just watch some more football. I need a, I need to rest up. You know, I okay. got to prepare for a full week's work. Uh, quarterback Bailey Zappi when asked what he saw when he threw a game ceiling interception on a fake spike quote, I can't say what I want to say. Bill Belichick getting asked questions now at the end of post-game press conference. It doesn't look like it's going very well. Does a press conference with Bill ever go well? Sometimes. He really likes Taylor Swift. That's true. He said, I can respect that. She played a whole concert in the rain. I'm down with that. For those of you wondering, Kyler Murray has no restrictions going into today's game versus the Falcons to the point where he isn't even going to wear a knee brace. They're letting him be the old Kyler Murray. That's scary. Why? I don't, to not even wear a knee brace? Ugh. It was, he tore his ACL not even a year ago. I kind of want to start Kyler Murray over Jared Goff. Talk me out of it. Uh, Jared Goff has been a very good quarterback this year. Kyler Murray tore his ACL not even a year ago. Mm Mm-hmm. Jared Goff plays one of the worst defensive teams in the land. Uh, yeah. Man, Jimbo Fisher fired today and paid $76 million to get fired. Interesting. Does college football have the same rule in the NFL where you still have to look for a job in order to, to get that buyout? Or is it just you're fired, here's your check? Probably just you're fired. Here's your check. That's what happened with Josh McDaniels. They fired him and gave him $45 million to go away. Well, if you remember the, I don't even remember, uh, Cliff Kingsbury, the Mm -hmm. Arizona coach, there was discussion. It's like, can he make, can he, you know, get that check when he was over in Thailand? Because you have to like, look, you have to be actively looking for another coaching job Mm -hmm. in order to, you know, receive that. That check. Yeah. 
Somebody said Kyler Murray or Josh Allen, LOL, but for real, come on now. You're playing Josh Allen. Even though it's against Denver and they have a decent defense and it's going in the right direction, I don't think you can do that. Jimbo Fisher, fired. Most bet underdogs to win outright on Sunday. Giants, plus 1,100. Jaguars, plus 145. And Browns, plus 220. 913-586-7610. What are your bye week plans? Anyone else rooting for the Texas hard today? Yeah, I'm rooting for CJ, man. I mean, I'm interested to see because the Houston Texans come off a game in which they looked really fierce. They looked like, you know, they looked like a team. Man, New England might not win another game the rest of the year. They'll probably win next week. They play the Giants. Then they play the Chargers, Steelers, Chiefs, Broncos. Is Bill Belichick the coach when the Chiefs play them in December? I mean, I could see them beating the Broncos. And that's a Monday night football game? That is a Monday night football game, week 15. I can't see them beating the Broncos. Really? You don't think that? No. You don't think that Bill Belichick can contain Russell Wilson? I think he can contain Russell Wilson, but they can't score. They can't. They don't have a quarterback. Somebody says, is that Jimbo contract the worst ever in college football? Probably. Seven years ago, everyone was like, he's going to get fired. I also want to know, like, who goes? My bye week plans consist of eating my homemade pineapple sweet potato pie. I might get down with that, 816. A little pineapple sweet potato pie, and ain't done. I'm curious to see if he, I don't know what that says. I'm interested to know if the, if if Bill Belichick does stick around the entire year. Because the way that they showed his, like, mannerisms and his body language on the sideline today, it just looked like a guy who could care less. Like I mean, he, he was screaming. Yeah, but I mean, it was just like he would care less if he's fired or not. Like, he he had his, like, he put his beanie over his face and then just kind of gave the whole, like, I don't know what to do anymore. I have no idea what to do. This team sucks, and I can't do anything about it. And Bob Kraft sitting up in his German suite, drinking his coffee or whatever he was drinking, thinking about what masseuse parlor he's going to go to next. He uh, he, he may be in it. Germany, but that coffee might have been a little Irish. Mm. You think Bob Kraft drinks? If you're watching this offense, I think you have to. That's true. Homemade pineapple sweet potato pie. Huh. We're almost close to Thanksgiving. It's almost time for, like, the sides holiday to come out and breathe on all of us. I've got a Friendsgiving next Saturday. I love Friendsgiving. They are fun. I do get. I do like to get down on a Friendsgiving. What's the temp outside? Already 56 degrees. It's a nice, beautiful Sunday. Go enjoy it. Go have a good day on Sunday, Kansas City. I tell you this every time I'm on the air, and I'll tell it until your ears bleed. Go do something nice for somebody. Could change their day, week, or month. You never know. It's just cool to care and make this world a little bit less hectic. Thanks to Quentin. Thanks to everybody out there that listened today and all your fantasy questions and all your engagement with the text line. Have a great Sunday. Enjoy this weather. Hug your family today, man. Tell, call one of your family members. Tell you love them. We'll be back on Tuesday night. I'm Dusty Likens. Take care. Have a good Sunday, Kansas City.